I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VCNV Sports Betting Network. As we are now less than 24 hours away from the NFL Draft, come this time tomorrow, we will either be counting our money from our draft bets that we cashed in on, or we will be sulking in the misery that is the uncertainty of the NFL draft. NBA playoff action continuing. Two more series have closed out in the first round with the Bucks winning and covering against the Bulls 116-100 and the Warriors winning but not covering against the Nuggets 102-98. Shout out our very own Dave Tooley who gave us on this program a Nuggets plus nine as the play uh, back on Sunday gave that to us. And it did come through. They lose by four. Um, I didn't play it because I had a money line parlay reliant on the Warriors to win this game. I probably could have done it and, and hedged and had a nine point middle, you know, to 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 cash in. But honestly, I was just really invested, and I didn't want to root for anything other than a Warriors win. So, hey, we're all happy now. I'm happy. Dave's ta- Dave's happy. If you had the Warriors advancing uh, in five games, you're happy. And now we can focus our attention on the remaining series, which are all at 3-2. So we have three closeout games coming your way on Thursday. And it'll be all three road teams looking to close out their series. The 76ers in Toronto against the Raptors. The Suns in New Orleans against the Pelicans and the Mavericks in Utah against the Jazz will all look to close out the series, while the home teams will look to win, stave off elimination, and force Game 7 back on the road. We will dissect all of the NBA action as we work our way through this program and decide who we're actually going to back here for these three games on Thursday. On the ice... The Vegas Golden Knights have officially been eliminated. For the first time in their franchise history, which is not that old, the Vegas Golden Knights will not be in the postseason. They lose to the Blackhawks in a shootout 4-3. And what was really ironic was Dallas Stars lost 
overtime to the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes have won now back-to-back games as massive underdogs against the Wild and the Stars. And so when we talked last night about the miracle, and yeah, I called it a miracle, the miracle scenario that needed to play out for Vegas to make the postseason, one, the first part of it actually happened. Arizona beat Dallas in Dallas. But Vegas could not beat the Blackhawks as they went down 2-1, to one, and then they tied it. They went down 3-2. to two. They tied it again. No goals in the third period. No goals in overtime. And another shootout loss for this team, who has lost a couple of these shootout losses in the past uh, couple of days. And it's tough because this is... Definitely a popular uh, team here in town. It's going to be a bummer not to have the playoff watch parties here at Circa where crowd goes insane and packs the house here behind me watching the Golden Knights play. And I'm sure the books are going to hurt. We'll we'll, we'll ask uh, Chris Andrews at the South Point. I, I actually talked to him earlier and I asked him, you know, what it would be like with Vegas not in the playoffs and if their handle would suffer. Um, so we'll hear from him coming up a little bit later on in the program. And, yeah, it is it's it is what it is. But Dallas backs in with the loss. So now all of the playoff positions are set. Well, all the playoff teams are set in the NHL. We don't know about certain seedings. Right now uh, it's locked in in the um, – Atlantic Division, you got Florida as your one seed. They will play the second wild card, and that is going to be the Washington Capitals. And then Toronto will play the three seed, which right now is Tampa, but it could also be Boston. And if it's not Tampa, and and the other team, Tampa or Boston, will play Carolina in the first round. The Rangers will play against the Penguins. In the Western Conference, the Avalanche will take on either Nashville or Dallas. And then the other team, Nashville or Dallas, will take on Calgary. Minnesota will face St. Louis. And Edmonton will battle against the Kings. That is your 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. In Major League Baseball, I don't want to keep saying it because as much as I want to celebrate it, I also want to keep it our little secret, you know, and by ours, I mean like, you know, me and you, the audience, like this is our thing on the look ahead, right? But hashtag getaway day worked out again for us. Cardinals beat the Mets 10 to five, a game that had a little bit of fisticuffs there at the end. As uh, the Mets finally frustrated with all the players that have been hit by pitches. And look, it's not, no one's doing this intentionally. Okay, maybe the throw at Arenado up and in was intentional. But no one's trying to hurt batters with, with the pitches. 
these pitchers are at a disadvantage because they don't have a grip on the baseball. And Chris Bassett said it of the New York Mets. He says every inning the ball feels different. And what Major League Baseball should do is come out with their own tacky substance that they say is legal for all pitchers to use so that they could have a better grip on the baseball. Because the problem is these pitchers now are, honestly, they're, they're holding the ball with the tips of their fingers. Because that's just science, right? You know, the, the closer it is to your hand, the less velocity, the more out on your fingertips, the more velocity. I mean, that's, that's, that's how you throw a baseball. So they're holding it with their fingertips, and with the velocity and the strength that they're throwing it, there's no control. So yes, it slips out of their hands, it tails, and it goes into the batter. They need some sort of sticky substance to help them grip grip the baseball. Or you manufacture the baseballs differently so that they're easier to grip. They've been doing that in Japan. They, They are starting to test some things in the minors, but it's dangerous. No one wants to fight. It's not like the Cardinals are saying, we're going to throw at Pete Alonso's head because we want to fight him. It's not what's happening. Pitchers just can't control the ball. And it's dangerous. Someone is going to get severely hurt one of these days until Major League Baseball steps in and decides to do something to allow these pitchers to get a better grip on the baseballs without elevating the spin rates and dominating to the point where batters are just flailing at every pitch because the movement is ridiculous. you got to find a happy medium between nothing and between spider tack. Got to find a medium. Uh, White Sox snap out of their losing streak. Finally, they beat the Royals 7-3. to uh, Three-run tie-breaking homer from Andrew Vaughn in the seventh inning. Diamondbacks. Beat the Dodgers for the second straight game. 3-1. to one. Congratulations uh, with, for them. Brewers beat the Pirates 3-1 after uh, Aaron Ashby, who's not a starter. The guy's a reliever. Took a no-hitter into the sixth inning. In fact, both of these teams were pitching a no-hitter through the first couple innings. First five innings or so. That was a pitcher's duel. And I was shocked because Ashby's, Aaron Ashby is not a guy that... Uh, Really goes long into games. I mean, he's a reliever. But you kept him in. Dude was dealing. And like I said, I didn't know-no. Through six innings, it was crazy. Uh, Padres and the Reds. Padres beat the Reds. Uh, Yurikson Profar, a three-run home run. Mackenzie Gore, the rookie, struck out 10 batters over five innings. This kid has looked really good this season. He had 10 strikeouts in this game. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Uh, without um, allowing a roll well, The lottery runs here. Ten strikeouts in five innings. Um, and he only allowed one run on five hits. In his previous outing, seven strikeouts in five shutout innings. And uh, his first uh, outing against the Braves, he only had three strikeouts. Uh, and he had two runs in five innings. But it's been a heck of a start for Mackenzie Gore. A heck of a start to the season. And, one, you know, we'll see if this uh, success can continue for him and for the Padres. You had the Rays beat the Mariners, Yankees over the Orioles. We needed the over to happen there, but uh, fell one run shy. John Carlos Stanton, though, his 350th career home run, the seventh fastest player in baseball history to do that. Marlins get an, another ridiculous start from Pablo Lopez. This dude's ERA now is at .39. .39. He allowed one run in his first start against San Francisco, and that's it. This dude has been on fire. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll continue the conversation. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, sometimes I really do impress myself, if I must say. No, it's not the baseball record to start the season, which uh, it's good. We're having a good baseball season. Um, in fact, I went to uh, an event uh, up at Stadium Swim earlier before the show. And uh, somebody re- had recognized me and said, you know, dude, man, I hate baseball. But I love betting your picks. <laughs> I said, thanks, man. Keep watching. Keep watching the show. Keep listening. So shout out, my dude. He took a picture. Hope we keep winning for you. But sometimes I amaze myself. You guys know I talk about certain guys all the time. And when I turn, look at, like, you know, betting against them or backing them, fading, following, you know, there's certain teams I like, certain players I like. And one of the players that I've bet against pretty much every time he started, I mean, it's no coincidence, but my eyes sometimes just, they tell me things, OK? 
okay? And every time I watch Yoana Don for the Nationals pitch, I just don't see a dude that, I don't see it. Not major league ready. A lot of hard hit balls. I'm just watching it. Just It's just, it ain't there for me. So I, I was just looking curiosity because I'm looking at baseball savant because my dude Noah Syndergaard tweeted out something funny about the waterfalls and the waterfall and the rocks in uh, in Anaheim, and I'm like, hey, you know, I got that hundred to one ticket on Syndergaard to win the American League Cy Young. Now three starts, he's having an okay season. He's allowed you know four earned runs total in three starts. I'd like him to throw some shutouts and and whatnot. He's certainly not up there right now in terms of the conversation for Cy Young. But if you just look at his stat cast data and all of the metrics, sweet spot percentage, barrels, exit velocity, batted ball distance, all the Sabre metric stats when it comes to a pitcher. Barrel percentage, right? How many, not, uh, there's all things you can look at. You can look at distance, you can look at hard hit, you can look at all that stuff. But in terms of barrels per plate appearance, like how many times you are getting solid contact against you? How many times the batters against you are squaring the ball up? He is tops in Major League Baseball at zero. Who's the worst in Major League Baseball? And I I just checked this now during the commercial break, and this had nothing to do with Adon. I was just, you know, curious, curious, because I was talking about Noah Syndergaard, so I'm like, ah, let me just see who's the worst. And who is the worst? A dog! So, like I said, sometimes I impress myself. The eyes just match what the numbers show you. Happens. We'll continue to look for these mismatches when it comes to uh, the board here for Thursday. Ton of day games. Ton of getaway days. Getaway day games. And, yes, some sweep avoidance scenarios. In fact, one that uh, I might be back in an underdog or two or three, and even a, fit, a line that you might think doesn't make sense, but I think makes a whole lot of sense and really points into the direction of where the money should go. And that's with the Reds against the Padres. The Cincinnati Reds are the worst team in Major League Baseball. They are 3-15. and 15. They had an 11-game losing streak. They finally snapped out of that with a win against the Cardinals, and now they've lost two straight to the Padres. But they got Tyler Male on the hill here in this game against Nick Martinez. Male, who, yeah, got roughed up against the Dodgers, but then again, who doesn't get roughed up against the Dodgers? Still has great numbers at home, always has, and this is an even spread. Like, you would think Padres against the Reds, anybody against the Reds, how could this be an even spread? Sometimes the line tells you what to do. The fact that this is an even money spread, boy, I think it's telling us the Reds are the play. The line is telling us the Reds are the play. Also, Male is right there with Syndergaard with a 0% barrel percentage. So he's having a good start to his season. Um, Male uh, with the um, 
you know, some of his other metrics are okay. They're okay. But yeah, in terms of barrels per plate appearance percentage and um, barrel events, batted ball events, pretty good. Anyway, we'll take a look at that and a couple other things for this Major League Baseball board coming up on Thursday. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven day games across Major League Baseball. Ten early games, and then one four o'clock Eastern time game, and then there are only two night games: the Cubs and the Braves at seven twenty. And the Diamondbacks Cardinals at 7:45 Eastern Time, and it's good. Get the games out of the way because at eight o'clock Eastern Time, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be on the clock, and then that's where the focus goes right into the NFL draft, and who's going to be number one, and more importantly for my bets, <laughs> who's going to be number three and who's going to be number four. I-, I feel like I'm locked in now at what the order is going to be until we get to number six. Here's where I think it goes. Trayvon Walker, number one. Aiden Hutchinson, number two. Derek Stingley, number three. Icky Aquanu, number four. And Charles Cross, number five. What happens at number six with the Carolina Panthers? I don't know. Do they take Kenny Pickett there? I think that's extremely too high. Do they take an offensive tackle like Evan Neal? Quite possibly. Do they trade out of that pick? That, I think, is more likely. At that point, on the board, available, you will have names like Sauce Gardner, Kayvon Thibodeau, Garrett Wilson, who could be the first wide receiver taken, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Jamison Williams, the Alabama wide receiver who's picking up a ton of steam and a guy who has really blown up the boards. Jermaine Johnson of Florida State, the defensive end. Honestly, I don't know where the draft goes at number six. I'm pretty confident that that, the the top five that I said, I'm pretty confident in that top five. In fact, I think that maybe at five, the Giants could take Thibodeau or Sauce Gardner, and then they take Charles Cross at seven. But then you run the risk of maybe the Panthers taking him at six. But I don't know, with Evan Neal on the board, would that be the case? Maybe the Panthers like Evan Neal better, and they'll take him at six. Based on the information that we've tried to gather, based on everything that we've known so far, I can tell you the Giants are enamored with Charles Cross. 
I can tell you the Jets, I thought would go defense with number four overall, that it would be Kayvon Thibodeau or it would be Sauce Gardner. And then at 10, they'd go wide receiver. But with the Makai Becton news coming out, the Jets might want to protect Zach Wilson, take a guy who they think is the best tackle in the draft, and that's Ike Aquonu, and then at number 10, take an edge rusher, whether it's Thibodeau who falls all the way to 10, or Jermaine Johnson of Florida State. Yes, could find his way into the top 10. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Coming up next, Mike Sando from The Athletic will join me to talk a little more football. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining me now to talk a little bit more football as we are less than 24 hours away from the draft is Mike Sando from The Athletic. And Mike, at this point and just in general when it comes to the pre-NFL draft conversations that you have with uh, teams and, and other reporters, how difficult it is, is it trying to discern what is real information, what is misinformation, what is just smoke screens? I mean, it's it's got to be a circus at this point, right? It is, yeah. It's really easy for me because I don't have a lot of those pre-draft conversations. I talk to people throughout the league all the time, but not as much now for that very reason. I mean, I like most of my conversations or all of them to be candid and honest. And one of the keys for me in doing that is I don't really press people a lot for uh, information on their own teams as much. I like to talk about what's going on in the league. So. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You know, I, th- I think the draft is interesting. It's, it's uncertain even for the teams, you know, because I'll give you an example. Let's say we find out Green Bay really likes a certain tight end. Uh, that could be 100% factual. But when it comes to time to pick, they may have four other considerations that are close or right. They may, not, they may end up just not taking them for whatever reason. It doesn't mean that the information was bad, but it's just hard to verify. So, I love the draft as it happens. I love it right after it happens. I love to make sense of it before I get really weary of it. I just, I mean, how many mock drafts can you read? Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's just hard. It just gets to be, it really gets to be hard. And it's not, that's not the part of the process that I enjoy as much. Yeah. What I always tell people is that anything that you hear at this point is because somebody wants you to hear it. I mean, whoever, who that somebody is, I don't know. Could be a team, could be an agent, could be anybody. But somebody wants you to hear something. It's not like you're, no one's getting any information that is, you know, uh, leaked uh, because they stuck their ear to a door and, and it's a big secret. Information gets out because somebody wants information to get out, whether it's true or whether it's not. So you have to take everything that you hear with a grain of salt. Um, one of the teams that I think is really interesting in this draft is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, should they be looking for their heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger? Do they need to address the quarterback position? And do they need to do it early? 
Um, I think they do need to be on the lookout, but I don't think that they have to force somebody who they think is really developmental or uh, just to check the box and win the press conference and say, we have a plan. Uh, I think they get through the season uh, with Trubisky, even though I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, I'd rather have something else. It does. It just doesn't mean, though, that you, you take one. I think you have to believe in them if you're going to do it and, uh, and then have a plan for them. So uh, if they find somebody like that and they like them or they move up, I'm not going to knock them too hard. It does seem like a draft where unless they're getting, you know, Kenny Pickett, there's probably a lot of projection going into it, rolling the dice. So um, a little bit tough. They, and they may not be up there next year either, right? I mean, how yeah. high are they going to be picking if their defense is good? So I do I do think it's hard. They've had a great run with Roethlisberger, but uh, they're just another team now that doesn't have one. How important is it for teams wanting that fifth-year option on a quarterback so that they are willing to trade back into the end of the first round maybe to take a guy? I mean, we saw it happen with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, right? So how really versatile and important is having that fifth year? I do think it's important for the quarterbacks. Now, I do think it's probably a little less attractive than it used to be because those fifth-year options are fully guaranteed now. So you're, you're really committing uh, to the money and look at the situation Cleveland's in right now. I know that's an extreme one because Sean Watson became available, but um, you know, they're stuck now, right? They're probably going to have to cut uh, Baker Mayfield or give away picks or do something to, to get them off of their books. So that aspect of it makes it a little less uh, appealing, but, uh, but I think it's a good reason to come into the bottom of the first round and take the quarterback there as opposed to the second round. Yeah, and the Giants have to. I think what do they have next year to or next week? Excuse me to decide yeah. on Daniel Jones's option. Yeah, absolutely, and it, you can tie your hands a little bit. I mean, look at the situation Carolina's in. You know, they had somebody they liked but weren't sure on, and Sam Darnold, and here they are. Yeah, well, that's why the Jets did it. You know, and and, and it becomes trade valuable at that point. Um, uh, so now. The big story, and speaking of the Jets, and selfishly as a Jet fan, uh, I'm very curious about the whole Debo Samuel situation. We've heard the Jets as a team that is being floated around as a possible destination for Debo. They were in the running, I, I want to say, for Tyree Kill, but that never happened. So will they be in the running here for Debo Samuel? Yeah, I, th- I would think that they would be, and I, I think the, the scheme fit is part of it. And if I'm the 49ers, I'm fine with – I think you want to. They have license to find out what Debo Samuel's value is, right? And that goes from a contract standpoint. That goes from a trade compensation standpoint. I think he fits great with them and their culture. And I, th- I think if you're trying to play with Trey Lance, then you want to have him and be offer the dual threat that he does as a runner and receiver and, and help your offense. But man, you know, if if he's going to really want that top market money. Um, wouldn't you, and you're, you're the 49ers, and you don't even own a pick in the top, I think, 60, their first pick, uh, their first pick is 61. So if you could get a pick high enough to get a receiver and get him cost-controlled for years, I would I would support the 49ers considering it. I think what the Jets have to consider is the fact that, like you said, they wanted Tyreek Hill. They're not a destination right now. So they may, if they want a sure thing that really fits and they feel like they're under pressure right now this year, um, maybe the, maybe it's worth it to them to pay Debo Samuel and, and have a little bit more of a short-term uh, view with somebody who's for sure going to be good. Now, now, no team would trade for him without negotiating a contract, right? Because he has one year left, but he wants that new deal. So you can't trade him without coming to an agreement on a future deal, right? 
Uh, definitely, ideally, you would have the deal done, and that's why he would. Otherwise, he you could have him unhappy on your hands. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, uh-huh. he's, and I understand exactly what he's trying to do. I mean, he 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 plays a very physical style. He's at risk to injury, and he wants to accelerate this process and get a deal rather than a year from now when who knows maybe he has a hurt ankle or bruised ribs and doesn't have a doesn't finish the season strong. Uh, so I think that's what he's doing here, and I don't blame him at all. What other teams do you think would be in the mix or are currently in the mix for him? Um, I think the Jets are by far make the most sense. I mean, just looking through the rest of the teams uh, at that type of a price, I mean, you would love to have him in Baltimore. It's just not, I don't know if it's their MO um, for him. So I don't know that I can find a better option uh, than the Jets. We talked about fifth-year options for quarterbacks. Uh, well, Kyler Murray got his picked up. Is this the end of the Kyler Murray Arizona Cardinals drama, or are we going to keep speculating about this marriage for uh, the next couple of years? It feels like it's yes. I think so. I think we will over the next couple of years. I, th- I think it feels tabled for now, uh, uh, and I think that you know sometimes the quarterbacks walk up to that line, and then when they get when it gets a little heat on them, they back away. And I think that happened a little bit to Kyler Murray. Uh, he played terrible in the playoffs. I mean, I think there, I think it. People understand the players trying to make a push, but he just hasn't done much, hasn't played well uh, to finish the season. So maybe uh, now he plays under this, or we'll hear about it a little bit here or there, but I think it should go away to be, to be revisited again. And their whole season is going to determine what's revisited there, right? I mean, if they don't do well, uh, who knows what could happen there. In your opinion, do you have a team that has had the best offseason so far? I mean, Miami, I mean, I would say they're they're definitely one of them for sure, right? Uh, I mean, I suppose. I think they've they've done a nice job helping their quarterback. I still feel like they're limited by the quarterback uh, there. So, you know, is bringing in Tyreek Hill going to put them over the top? I mean, I, I think it helps them. Uh, but I feel like they're a team that's really pivoted in how they do things to – Let's get a bunch of draft picks. No, let's get a bunch of veteran players. Well, which is it, right? What is the plan? So uh, we'll see on them. Um, I think, you know, I I think Buffalo is a risky team taking Von Miller, but I kind of liked their plan. And now that they are in a position to be close, it's an interesting move with, with definitely some risk, but I think I like teams that don't stay the same when you're already good. I think Kansas city, shifting like and saying you know what we're going to still be good with Patrick Mahomes let's now we have to do a little bit of a retool with some draft picks here I I think that was smart so um, I'm a little higher on the Raiders than I was the day they traded for Devontae Adams I felt like that was wait a minute what you're giving up that (laughs) you know but then when the dust settled on it I was kind of like you know shoot that's going to be a good offense you know? Well, I can tell you people in town here are very excited about the silver and black, and they're very excited about the NFL draft coming up tomorrow. Mike, I appreciate the time and the conversation. Enjoy all the festivities and enjoy breaking it down afterwards. Great. Thank you. There he is, Mike Sando, a senior NFL writer for The Athletic, uh, covering the league for a long time, one of, one of the very best covering the NFL. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll go over some of the draft bets and and where you can still wager on this event coming up next this is the look ahead here on vsin this is the look ahead on vsin the sports betting network 
The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets and mine. Jonathan Von Tobel, he's going to have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil's going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email every edition of Points Red Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. You can hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's take a look at what we got going on for the NFL draft. And I think it's so interesting now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. That uh, in certain states, you know, New Jersey and others and whatnot, DraftKings, whatever, um, you can still bet on the draft. Now, here in Nevada, it closes down 24 hours before the draft. So we can no longer place any draft bets here in the state of Nevada. Um, however, you know, if you are, have access to DraftKings in whatever state you're in, you can still place your bets. In fact, they're going to be doing live betting. We talked to Johnny Avello last week, and he said they're going to be doing live betting on the draft. So get your info, you know, glue yourself to the TV and your Twitter account and see what you want to put in and have some fun with it. Uh, the number one overall pick, I think it's pretty locked in right now. And the odds would dictate that as well. You know what's crazy is, like, when it comes to these picks that have such heavy juice on them, who cares? If it's going to win, it's going to win. For instance, um, let's take a look at, I want to find, like, give me, I want to find, like, a really... Really heavy, like, uh, juiced situation. No, I want, let's find a position markets. No, exact draft order. What, I don't know. I want to find, like, a really heavily juiced. Like, let's say you can get, and this doesn't exist. But hypothetically speaking, Trayvon Walker, top 10. Or Aiden Hutchinson, top 10. What would the odds on that? Realistically, minus, 
Make it minus a million. It's going to happen. So whatever the book can make it, they, they, they can make it. If you're willing to lay it, it's going to win. If someone offers you right now, like Trayvon Walker's minus 300 to be the number one overall pick. If someone offered you right now and said, hey, Trayvon Walker over under 10 and a half draft position and the under is minus 10,000. You would risk $10,000 to win 100 because barring an arrest tomorrow before the draft, he's going number one overall. If he doesn't go number one, he's going number two. So he's going in the top 10. So it's, yeah, I, I, know, I love it when people like see prices on some of these things and it's like, ah, it's too expensive. Not when it's going to hit. In other events, things like, you know, sporting events, yeah, of course. But in an NFL draft situation, like, this is, okay, this is going to happen. If I said, you know, minus 200,000 that he's a first-round pick, forget about top 10. Like, yes, it's automatically going to hit. You can take all the money in the world and risk it because it's going to hit. Guys getting drafted in the first round. Uh, Trayvon Walker is your favorite, overwhelming, to be the number one overall pick, and I think that that's locked in. I think with the Jaguars franchise tagging their tackle, they're not in the market for a tackle. The only switch-up that I think could happen is if there's, for some reason, they draft Aiden Hutchinson and surprise people. But at this point, when the news comes out late, I think we are locked in here. It's going to be Trayvon Walker. And then at number two, gotta believe Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions is a slam dunk. Now, Kayvon Thibodeau's odds have moved here. And yes, there are some people that believe that Thibodeau could be the guy. But for the Lions to pass up, on a kid in Aiden Hutchinson who is from Michigan, who played at Michigan, I I just, I don't know how they pass up that player and all the the publicity and, and just positive momentum it brings to that team unless Dan Campbell is really really in love with another player and really wants Avon Thibodeau. And it would be amazing. And we've already seen changes at the top of the draft, right? I mean, a couple of months ago, it was Evan Neal or Ike Iquonu. Which offensive tackle is going to get taken number one? And then it was Aiden Hutchinson's slam dunk number one. Then Trayvon Walker's name kind of came out of nowhere. But if the Lions don't take Hutchinson number two, what a turn of events it would be from a guy who was projected to go number one overall for a long time to not even go number one or number two. And then do the Texans take him at number three? Derek Stingley Jr. is the favorite to go to the Texans now at number three. That's where the news is dictating. And at number four, 
I placed the bet on Iki Aquonia. But the odds have changed. You have Kayvon Thibodeau, and you have Sauce Gardner all there in the mix to be the number four overall pick by the Jets. And even Jermaine Johnson, who has shot up this draft. Now, if Jermaine Johnson doesn't go number four to the Jets, and there are some people that believe that he could be the third best pass rusher in this draft. If he doesn't go there, I'm wondering where where he does land because the last place I saw his number was over under nine and a half. And I think maybe it could be 10 to the Jets. Maybe it's nine to the Seahawks. Maybe it's eight to the Falcons. Although the wide receivers are the favorite to go to the Falcons. At number five, Charles Cross to the Giants is the favorite. Sauce Gardner is the second favorite, but should the Jets pass on him? But from all indications, the Giants are in love with Charles Cross, and that's why you're seeing his number as the favorite to go number five. I think what's interesting is that at number six, I'm seeing different players pop up as the favorite to be the number six overall pick. And one of those players that I've started to see pop up as the favorite is Kenny Pickett. And yeah, I know the whole Kenny Pickett Panthers thing, and and um, I, I, I know there's the whole Matt Rule connection and how he um, recruited him to play at Temple and the owner, David Tepper, who loves and wants Kenny Pickett. I know that Tepper is a booster at Pittsburgh. So there's a lot of connection there to Kenny Pickett. My question is, do they need to take him at six? Because this is honestly, if I'm projecting and I'm doing a mock draft, that's not going to come true. I feel that this is where the first trade of the draft happens. And the Panthers move back from number six to maybe... Number 15 with the Eagles? Number 16 with the Saints? I think they can move back because no one is taking a quarterback before them. And as long as they stay in front of the Pittsburgh Steelers at 20, they can still draft Kenny Pickett. I'd be on the lookout for that. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead. Here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a base over pays the same for a base over pays the same for a base over pays the From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.